0: Bubble. yeah, yeah, but I, I it's so tough because the university all their money comes from these Chinese students essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was something ridiculous. Um, a, a mate of mine he does his masters at oh no, he's, he do, he's a PhD student, an international student at um Monash, thinking the the Eng department or something like that. And he was saying that he said that 60% of Monash postgraduate students, so masters and PhD, are Chinese. Chinese, oh my, oh not wow. international, Chinese, Jeez. yeah. I think it's like 80% Man. was international, and 60% was, was Chinese, yeah, so.
1: You know, that's I Monash, more so. Indians there, because uh, a lot of them are like, I don't know what to do with my life, I'm going to do a master's to <laughs> please my parents while I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah. What's up, guys? It's your boys from Melbourne, and we are back for another episode of the official NBA Bean Cast. We are still doing the special editions. We're still doing these online episodes. But as you can see today with us, we've got a pair of substitutions. Bill is at the bench for Rahul, and we've got Jinx stepping in for Karan. We've are you serious? For you guys, but... What?
0: what? <laughs> I'm I'm Bill substitute. That's probably the most offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think I've been more disrespected in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bill uh, substitute. No one gets more disrespected than Ben Sons at three point oh, line. Oh god, all right.
0: yeah. Oh uh, Russ. <laughs> oh,
1: that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, I reckon that was intentional you... by Brad. I reckon you knew what he <laughs> was doing. <there>. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> disgusting. I just wanted to hit some some kind of uh, basketball reference while I was uh, you know me- introducing you guys in a way. Alright, um, Bill,
0: Bill substitute what wow. <laughs>
1: It's
0: probably why I'm on here Bill just wanted to hear that
1: Look, both, both <laughs> of you don't score He doesn't score because he doesn't shoot at all You don't score because you can't score This episode yeah, is... Yeah, you're this. not wrong um, <laughs> No, nah, Alright. just but yeah, we've, wrong. We've, we've still got a fun episode coming for you guys We've got uh, a bit of trivia We're talking about the first and second defensive teams That were announced at basically a week ago um quick review of the second round and then also well not it's a quick round that's the major part of the episode and we'll look ahead to one of the third round matchup that's already been decided um and then we've got maybe one or two discussion questions and then we've got weekly malnourishment for you guys so we can jump right into trivia guys could you guess for me the well if you happen to know that that's great but the top five players who have scored the most points in their first 20 games okay wow Top five like, playoffs only? Or is this uh no no, no this is regular season um oh, wow. in their first career 20, point, uh, 20 games.
2: Okay. Uh LeBron.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, not LeBron. Z- Zion? Not wow. LeBron. <laughs> uh none of these players are current players. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Uh well oh, damn.
1: Number five is uh a we- guy who is known for uh, something that was not achieved for a long time until maybe two seasons ago. Oscar? Seasons ago. Oscar? Oscar Robertson. Yeah, car. Oscar Robertson, okay. oh, yeah. Um, Wilt to be on there career. too as
0: well, right? Hmm? Wilt? Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt Wilt is number one. Okay. He had oh, yeah. 700,
1: 715, 715 points in his first 20 games. That's 30. That's that's 35.
2: Jeez. Jeez. That's yeah, crazy. He,
1: Basically any scoring record I've given up and uh, if 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 Wilt's on it, it's almost yeah. like that Oh, it's Wilt's, you know, just give up.
3: Um Yeah, he's always <laughs> number one. Um who else would it be? Great scorers straight out of like as a rookie. Um mm. Larry
1: Bird? No. Sorry? Larry Bird. Was he is he up there? No, not Larry Bird, not Larry Bird. Okay. Um, um. Oh, Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan. huh not not Jordan. Oh wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, in Bro, fact, he was—he was pretty far down the list. It surprised me. Um, one who of these this? guys had an NBA. Uh, w- was uh, let's see. He played for the Lakers, but not for the Los Angeles ones.
2: Oh, um,
1: who played for played for the Mid- for the Minneapolis Lakers, I believe.
2: Oh, um, Elgin Baylor.
1: Uh, Jerry West. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. I've um, got no idea. Guys, but uh, you've got. um oh, couple no, no, of no, new no, things here. Were, um... Mr. Basketball. The George Mike. George Mike. There we go. That's the oh, one. Yeah, That's George, Ma- yeah. George Mike. Um, let's see. Another one here. This yeah. guy averaged 21 points for his <laughs> career. 21 and 12, actually, for his entire career. Um, played center and power forward, obviously. Uh, played a lot of time for. Oh my goodness! He played so far back in the days that like some of these teams you don't even recognize. I the Washington Bullets, I believe. Man. Oh wow.
2: There He'll you go. Right. Damn. This is
1: like some uh, super it, old head stuff. Like where's <laughs> unselled territory? <laughs> 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 um, this is Elvin Hayes. Oh, oh Elvin Hayes. Oh, the, bi- <laughs> the, <course>. big e. <laughs> the big, the big E. The big E. My oh, God.
0: Damn! I should have got. Yeah, yeah. Damn.
1: Rolls a big guy. Gold I would made expert. it. <laughs> oh my goodness this last guy had a 13 year career who was he playing for he played for uh he played for baltimore i don't even remember who that what their mascot was baltimore uh, he played for the knicks a fair while he played for atlanta for a bit um
2: uh Walt fraser
1: points and sorry Walt fraser no oh no but the same first name oh uh walt bellamy That's the one. I have no idea. Who the hell is he? (laughs) Walt Walt Bellamy. He, He managed to score. My goodness, it's insane. He managed to score 546 points in his first 20 games. Wow. These guys are insane. What,
0: what's um, Oscar's? Because you said he was fifth, right?
1: Oscar Robertson scored uh, 531 points in his first 20 games. And that was actually number five. So he was the lowest on the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, lowest on, on a pretty impressive list, by the way. Like 26. <laughs> yeah. Is
0: that tw- 26 again?
2: 27, 26?
1: Yeah, yeah. Walt Bellamy at 30. George, and everyone up from there. And then Walt... Uh, sorry, Wilt Chamberlain was just... <sighs> what, what, what can you do, man? Yeah, 750 yeah. points yeah, in his first 20 Who's... games. Which active player is highest on the list? Is there like uh, a specific list you're looking off? If I'm not or? mistaken, this might be a bit strange. Zion. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that makes
0: sense. Is, no, because he was killing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Which, yeah, that, I mean, it surprised me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. But with that, we had a bit of a delay, but we can jump right into uh a bit of news for this week. We had the uh first and second all defensive teams announced um Rudy Gobert, Giannis, uh, Anthony Davis, Marcus Smart, and Ben Simmons marking the first team and Brooke Lopez, Kawhi Leonard, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, and Eric Bledsoe on the second team. Any thoughts about this one, guys?
2: Mm. Mm.
3: I mean, all defensive teams are always <laughs> always a little bit controversial.
2: Um
3: <laughs> I think uh, we I honestly thought that first team, um they'd probably be like the top Top five defenders in the league. If you had to look at the yeah,
2: past season, I mean, yeah, makes sense. I, 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 I don't know. I think the, first, the team's first team pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The second
0: team, I do have problems with though. <laughs> um, uh, who in particular? Uh, Rahul. <laughs> I wouldn't have Pat Bev there. I'd have Drew yeah. Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have right Holiday, Holiday thing, over yeah. Bev for sure. Um, agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I I, I want to have bit...
0: Tucker on there as well. Yeah, That's... but
1: but. It's rough because the other players are all like, mm. you know, just as good. The other thing is though, when they've moved away from like worrying about positions as much, like Bam Adebayo is a center and so is Brook Lopez. Yeah. So when they've moved mm. away from having positions there, I would put like, if you're saying that Giannis is the ma- is the defensive anchor for the box, then I don't think Brook Lopez needs to be there. I think you would yeah probably for sure. be to PJ Tucker there. Yeah, I'd, I mean, I agree with you there. Brook Lopez, I know he's a he's a great defender, and even Bill was saying, you know considerable for you know deep not not depoy but like for defensive selection mm, um mm. but pj tucker is literally the defensive anchor for the entire team and that team yeah. is full of i mean it has james harden on it i i know he's good in the post and you know he's not a negative defender anymore but for a long time he's been anchoring their defense so i feel like for sure. at some point yeah. he does, he needs to get the credit yeah yeah even just as even yeah, just he like, had lip.
3: something pretty sorry sorry go rock.
0: Oh well, I was going to say even just as like a like you don't want to have legacy picks, but at the end of the day, PJ Tucker's been doing mm. this for so long, like defending at such a high level, and he hasn't been on the second team at all. And no, you can say no, he's yes. neck and neck with Brook Lopez, so giving him the nod over Lopez, I think, is fine. And you already have a center, yeah. as you said, with um Bam, and PJ can pretty much guard any position. So yeah, even so, positionally, it makes sense. they've got two centers sense. there. That
1: that's that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way. You've got two centers. But exactly. Yeah, you're not going to give the nod to one of the best defensive players in the league who even kd has had trouble against like mm, yeah come on what <laughs> i don't know that maybe at some point it's just narrative driven and obviously better better record i don't know but ah.
3: yeah no i think i have a huge issue with just the media picking um picking these sorts of teams i think like if i'm being honest how is it even possible for like, a majority of the 110-whatever media members to be watching all of the all the yeah, games not- for all the teams <laughs> and to be able to pick apart these, like, defensive nuances, which, honestly, like, you have to do, like, film study for, like... I only know about defensive schemes about the team I watch the most, which is the Lakers, and I'm sure that's true for most fans. So, like, I assume it's the same for media members, and um, mm. I feel like coaches and players should have some say in this... Yeah, like, I mean... Yeah.
1: I feel like you've got to give cre- uh, credit to, like, as in the players should have much more of a vote in this because, yeah. like, yeah. who's being guarded? There- there's exactly a- like even um, I think it was the uh oh uh, Daz Murray. He said it himself. There's no good defensive metrics that are available for the public. Yeah. None. Yeah. How how can you know people who are not in like literally in the NBA and feeling how a mm. player is playing against them? know how good a player is on defense
3: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um kd had Mm -hmm. something interesting to say about the i think it was the teams or he was either talking about defensive player of the year um yeah yeah which was like uh, he didn't say who but he did say like you know there are big men who can get you know played off the court when they're putting pick and rolls and stuff i think he was referring to go there um yeah and yeah like when you put it that way like you have to balance like like you're great at defending your position, but also like versatility is really important in the NBA now. Like a guy like yeah. PJ Tucker, mm-hmm. if he's guiding people on the perimeter, going into the post, and you know handling AD, um, you know, and the other big guys, that has to sort of be taken into account. It's not just about his position anymore. Um, yeah,
0: for sure. And so like that
3: was pretty interesting.
0: I I think it's the whole narrative that the Rockets don't play defense, double the offense, and, and that, that yeah. that's what sort of stuck with the media. And it's a shame yeah. because our defense has really stepped up and we switch on everything. And so for PJ yeah. to play at an elite level, switching on everything is just insane because you don't see that with some of the other centers in the league. PJ isn't a, a true center, but he definitely plays the five um, when we go with our small
1: yeah. ball lineup, which is pretty much always now. But yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. When the team is fully embraced, you know, going small and they're still one of the top defenses, like that. The, the Rockets were still top 15, top 10, close to top 10. Like, that has mm. to, you have to give some amount of credit for that.
2: Mm. Yeah, no,
3: I definitely agree. Um, And also, like, the other thing that sort of, I guess it, it doesn't really annoy me, but it's, I just find it funny that there are three Bucks players on the list. Um, Obviously mm. a great defensive team, but I think, like, a lot of defense comes down to, you know, who you're playing with.
2: Like, yeah, I think KD He's, said. Yeah, sorry.
1: Uh, no, here's another interesting thing: is uh, the Warriors as well during the you know we uh, like we were going insane. We were top top five in offense, top uh, top five in defense. Yeah, we didn't have a single all defensive player except for I think Andrew Bogut.
3: Oh, that's crazy! Not Clay even Draymond.
1: Clay Thompson did not get one for ages.
3: That's surprising. That's insane. <laughs> that's mm. right. That's actually like, stupid. <laughs> and yet this yeah. team,
1: that's. Super, like, supposedly great defensive team, but couldn't stop the Miami Heat, I know that there's a regular season award, but still. Yeah. yeah. Um Like, the fact that Eric Bled, Sir Book Lopez, and Giannis are all getting, I get Giannis being that, because obviously, mm. Depoy, mm. sure. Mm. But, uh, the rest of them, it, like, then why isn't why didn't Steph get an all-defensive player? I'm yeah. sorry, all-defensive yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, he led the league for,
3: like, two yeah. seasons in that, yeah, in those runs. Yeah, and, that, that, and that's the point, like, these teams you can get one player to do a great job in one thing which might be Brook Lopez, Lopez like protecting the rim um mm. but you really have to ask yourself how valuable is that when you're trying to build a defensive team that can handle you know different types of offenses and stuff like that um,
1: exactly and yeah you know, going on the point know. that like the media members need to watch every single game we've seen literally a media member coming out and saying that he watches Andre Drummond and that's it <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that that's ridiculous. Yeah. I I'm done. It <laughs> it's so like you, you can't be voting if the only player you're watching is Andrew Drummond. Sure. The best defensive player you see will be Andrew Drummond because that's the only defensive player you see. Mm. And he's barely playing defense as it is. <sighs>
3: nah, it's a joke. And anyway, and the thing is like the players know it's a joke. Um I the don't know is that it affects yeah. their
1: paycheck as well.
3: Yeah, that's I what... was just thinking, is that still is yeah, that still in players' yeah, contracts? Yeah. Like is it that still, still... exists. It's, still, it's
1: crazy. still a thing.
0: Yeah. Man. As um, like, so they get like incentive bonuses for being in all defensive yeah. teams, right? Yeah. Losing Man. out on a million yeah. dollars
1: at times. Mm. It's insane. I it really No, is. that's
3: pretty tough. Yeah.
1: Like I, I understand
0: why it's there as an incentive. It's just that the voting process is clearly
3: Yeah.
1: It clearly needs yeah. to change. And it mm. also if you get an all NBA selection, you also get um cleared for getting even more money with your next contract.
0: Yeah, that's the
2: Supermax oh, stuff, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, the selection process is weird, but I think we can move on from there to the uh, second round, which is just about to finish up. We're not sure how the Denver versus Clippers series is going to go, but um, before yeah. that, we have got... Uh, the first one to talk about is the Milwaukee Bucks versus My- the Miami Heat, which uh, a lot of people were surprised by it in the beginning, and then towards the end, everyone was like, oh, you know... Jimmy Butler is the goat, so what, Who surprised? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys have any general thoughts about this series, how it went? Oh, well, um, I, I, oh yeah, you go, Jinx.
2: No, no, you go wrong. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, you, you, you go, 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 you go. Okay. <laughs> I uh, got last <laughs> no, no. Well,
3: I, I only. I, I mean, I was just gonna say. I, I think I watched the last two or three games of the series, and was that um, after Giannis got injured. Yeah. So yeah, yeah after Giannis got injured, and. um Honestly, like the Bucks had just checked out. Like, for a team of that caliber um, to fall apart like that was pretty embarrassing to see. Honestly, yeah. Um, And I think obviously you can look at Giannis and you you can look at his his performance. um, But I think it also just has to do with I think like you look at players like Bledsoe and Middleton. I think Middleton really performed, but like Bledsoe, I think for you can safely say for a second straight postseason. He probably underperformed. And I think they needed my first thought was Malcolm Brogdon would have been a great guy
2: for this team. <laughs> you know,
3: for so for like when yeah. Giannis goes out for him to be handling the ball, that is exactly who they need. Yeah. Um but credit no, on the flip side, like full credit to the Heat. Um, you know, they schemed well, they executed that scheme. Their rookie shooters stepped up. Butler obviously performed, I think, um, down the stretch of games in most of the series, I think. Um so yeah, I mean, that's just my overall thoughts.
1: Yeah, Rahul, you were going to yeah. say something as well.
0: Yeah, Echo Jinx. I didn't watch the games after um Giannis got injured. I watched a couple of the ones before, but it was just it's it's the same thing all over again with the Bucks, isn't it? And I I don't know if the Bucks did have any expectations coming into the um or at least personally I had no expectations for them because it's pretty much what I've been telling Karan. I just don't think that mm. Giannis right now because he doesn't have a a, a decent jump shot can mm. lead a team to
1: mm.
0: to the finals um mm. maybe to the finals but definitely can't win a finals and it's just I, I've had that belief for a while now and it, it's kind of it's exactly what happened with Toronto when they um parked the bus against him and then now it's happened again with Miami so yeah yeah it's yeah. like it it didn't surprise me to be honest but I can it's yeah. definitely an upset because. They had the defensive player of the year. Uh, the MVP mm. had the best record mm. in the league. Was it by a lot? How far up were the Lakers behind? Oh,
1: uh, uh, by the uh, end of the season, it was pretty close, I think. Yeah, But, but I think they, they, they started yeah, taking the piss um, in
0: the bubble, though, when they knew they had the um.
1: Well, yeah. no, that's the thing in the bubble. Like even like throughout the bubble, there were a lot of issues going into it. Like I think Giannis was saying, like we have some issues, and like they're not going away just because we're they're not they're not issues that you know. Are coming just because we're taking it easy. They are genuine mm-hmm. issues, um, yeah. but I think the there's there's two sides to it. Number one, um, is that coming into this, the Miami Heat match up really well against what the what the Bucks try to do. Yeah. Mm. Um, in terms of the players that they have, the per, like the personnel, the way that they play defense. Um, in terms of, uh, having Bam Adebayo be able to basically go anywhere on the court um and have so many switchable um for forwards is really useful for their team and then also they have uh, such a really deep guard rotation that and all of their players contribute yeah um Is something that the bucks would were like even like way before the playoffs it was being Mm. touted that they would struggle against them but then um the miami like miami heat would do really poorly against boston is essentially what the narrative was going into it um The prob and uh, as a result of that, I think that yes, there is a lot of people who are seeing Giannis now and saying, "Look, you you were going against the fifth seed; you should have been able to beat them super easily." But
2: mm-hmm.
1: this is a team that was that just matched up really well against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. At the same time, mm-hmm. though, it does again uh, show more towards that Giannis needs to do something else. Yes. I'm not saying something more, but it needs to do something else because, mm-hmm. um even for the Warriors versus the Rockets back in the day, um, yeah. the Rockets were designed to match up really well against the Warriors. Yeah, for sure. And that was a, that was a case of the Warriors just had to, obviously having KD is a, pr- a pretty big thing, but anyway, mm. uh, like, but either way, they had to overcome that. And mm. the Bucks just haven't mm. been able to do that. Like, the, yeah. like, even if it's a difficult matchup, that's something mm. you have to learn to overcome. You have to be able yeah. to overcome to be a truly you know, great player. Yeah. Yeah. I think if a you're... lot of
3: this um sorry, go Rob.
0: You go, it's fine.
3: Oh, no. Um so I think a lot of with what you just said a lot of it also has to do with the rhythm over the course of a season. I think for a team like the Bucks um I think Giannis will learn this over time as well, but having 6 months off, coming back into the bubble, like they were struggling before the playoffs started, they were struggling in the final mm. seeding games as well. Um yeah. and I think for a team like the Bucks that they're so they're very much a rhythm team. I think a lot like the Rockets as well, um, where I feel like when they're running, like when they're when they're rolling, like they just can't be stopped. Honestly, like we saw that in the regular season, they were and it blowing can carry teams carry out.
1: Through games as well, it can carry carry through several games.
3: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, and usually when that leads up to the playoffs, teams are probably a little bit more prepared for you know being able to adjust. But I think not having that time, not having, not having that rhythm behind you, and all of a sudden you're, you know, it's like getting punched in the face. Miami comes in and they're playing the way they are. Um, just a well-prepared, well-coached team. They've got guys who've been in the league for a while, you know, veterans who've been on mm-hmm. good teams as well. Um not saying Milwaukee, like George Hill, Carl Corver and stuff, uh, but it's their leaders who need to be at that level, like Middleton, Giannis. They need to figure out those things. They need to set the tone. Um, which I think we will see if I'm being honest like i obviously a tough loss loss for them, but I fully expect them to make some changes with I haven't talked about Bud at yeah, all yeah, we, um yeah, he was, definitely made just... a huge mistake, not like they were averaging like thirty five minutes a game that's just not on in the playoffs mm. um I think they'll make some changes there, I think vets wise they'll probably bring in a a few people who have a bit more of that experience and so they can make those adjustments um and yeah, like I'm, I'm, ex- I'm actually excited to see what happens next season, how Giannis
1: comes back as well. Rahul, well, you were going to go on with something? I lost my chain of thought there,
0: but um, just touching <laughs> what you were saying, Jinx, I saw something yeah. on Facebook just not too long ago saying that Giannis, um, he was speaking to management. about Yeah, yeah. so he, yeah, um, yeah. he made yeah. two
1: very interesting decisions today. He's unfollowed everyone related to the Bucks, uh, basically except for his brother. Yeah. And right. he's also meeting with management today to discuss his future
2: yeah yeah so mm. who knows uh-huh.
1: um it, i mean yeah in regards to that it's a bit of a weird situation because he's also just said before that like oh when some people go, uh, meet a wall they want to go the other way i want to go through it but then he's also yeah. making mm. some weird social media decisions mm. um at the yeah. same time he does typically in the past as well he's done a uh off-season blackout he like right. I don't know if people have noticed this, but Giannis has done this for a long time. Over the offseason, he basically does not do anything with social media.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, um, a lot of players
0: sort of have that.
2: Yeah, that's um, different it might just
1: like, be one of those that's different but to unfollowing. Maybe we make a story out of it.
0: It's different to like... Because I know LeBron has the same where like ooh, at least during the playoffs, he switches off social media and just goes straight into it. So there's yeah. a difference between switching something off and unfollowing. A bunch of yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, you it's, it's like an active
3: decision you're up. making. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah.
0: But also, I guess because well, we'll his contract see. ends next season, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. he's the in the next year.
0: Yeah, if he w- if he does want to leave, um, mm. and I'm pretty sure he is. He he likes the Bucks as an organization. They they see eye yeah. to eye. It's not like LeBron, um, with Cleveland the first time around. So yeah. he probably want them to get something out of. If he does want to go elsewhere, he he may want them to get something out of it. That's a good point. So yeah, it it yeah. may be in their best interest to trade him this season rather than seeing him walk for free. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Who knows? That could yeah.
3: be. I don't know. Very much a valid point. Um, obviously that would be the worst case scenario for the Bucks if he's you know asking for a trade for nothing, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh Maybe yeah. and He but, walks for nothing. I think both. No, a hundred percent. But I think it could also be a case of I think, all right, I've got one year left on my contract if this season if this upcoming season we don't make some of these changes and we don't figure out a way to break through these teams in the east um then i'm gonna probably have a different conversation about you know about how i feel about milwaukee and stuff i reckon that might have been more the line of conversation Uh, yeah i think
1: that conversation would happen then because like it's a weird timeline now right if if um if he if he decides okay i'm gonna ride out one more season then okay mm. he'll, we'll, we'll see how kind of like trying to test the waters you mm. can't really do that right now because you know mm. you only have a year left if it was if if all of this was a year like if you had an mm. extra year to go then maybe he could say okay i'm gonna test out this year and then if it doesn't go well by mid-year i can tr- request the trade
2: mm. but
1: but at a certain point obviously there's the trade deadline and all and you know going mm. forward he's going to be a free agent after the after this year Uh, Like Mm -hmm. after one more year, it'll it. It's a rough timeline for the Bucks. Um, Yeah. Not sure how that's going to go. But bringing it back to Coach Bud, actually, it's the basically, it's the third or fourth time nearly one of his teams has, you know, had success in the regular season and then Mm. you know completely failed in the playoffs. Yeah. You guys have any thoughts about that in particular? Like, Mm. can Coach Bud remain at least related to the Bucks? Do you think he would do well as an assistant coach if they brought in someone else, perhaps? um i don't know someone who could design the offense to do something more than uh trying to do what the houston rockets do but with a guy who can't shoot. is right.
0: that there, is that there pre- precedent for that though is that usually the case well, when um head coaches get Because I thought they just get fired they get sacked and they don't stay with um, the
1: organization not really in that sense, but obviously we've just seen uh, Jason Kidd who left the Bucks and is now assistant, he was head coach for the Bucs and he's now assistant coach for the Lakers. Lakers, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so you're, you're yeah. talking
0: about um, Bud elsewhere, not uh, with...
1: Bud elsewhere, but also like if the Bucs think, okay, you redesigned our offense, he got Giannis to be Depoy MVP MVP yeah. as well, a, a second time, he's yeah. good for the team, but he can't do, he's not going to take mm. us any further we want to mm. keep him but we also want to get someone else do you think they they could do something like that or what do you think's going to happen with that
0: i just haven't seen like that happen before yeah yeah when true, yeah. it's like when coaches don't perform you just get rid of him that's generally what you yeah. see across all sports um i i i don't know unless you yeah. can tell me otherwise with
1: a particular team but no nah, you're right i haven't i haven't seen that happen before but also it's I don't know what the aim for the Bucks is at the same time, right? Like they could honestly, um, trade Giannis for a whole lot of, I don't know, picks even and, or something like that, or for a young player who's going to come up or something like that. And like, they have quite a few young pieces, Pat, uh, Pat Connorson, Dante DiVincenzo, um, even Chris Middleton, like they have a couple of guys who they can at least stay competitive with for a couple more years. Um, yeah. So mm. it's like for for a smaller market team, mm. do you think it's possible like it's worth them going all out to try and bet on, you know, I don't know, one more season and lose everything? Or No, I think I-
3: um I think that has to be I think that has to be the priority. I think if you lose mm. if you manage to lose a player like Giannis, um like that that's just terrible for the organization. And I think yeah. You take that chance with, okay, we're going to give this one another shot. We're going to try and bring in some new people, Um, probably changes to Koji. Uh, I don't think Bud would want to stay on even as an assistant. I think he'd pr- prefer to just, they just mm-hmm. want to bring in new ideas all Um, to avoid like, you know, power struggles or anything like that. Yeah. Um, And I think the upcoming season, you just go, okay, what happened happened. It was a weird situation. Let's chalk it up to us going into the bubble, not having that rhythm as a team. Um. Definitely learning from the playoffs and how teams sort of played us. Because now you have like two years worth of sample sizes, right? Like, this is how two different teams have played us and managed to beat us. Um, you yeah, know, look at the analytics. Look at um, if there's, as I said before, a few key players you can maybe trade or bring in. And um, just show Yannis that, no, we are on the right track. And um, it'll be better for you in the long term if you stay here. Because um, honestly, like, I don't see. <sighs> Just you just don't trade a player like Giannis. Like it's just yeah, it's yeah. just not mm. it's just not reasonable. Um, yeah, that's true. I think as an organization, it's it's a complete failure if you get to that point. Um, you know, and uh, even look at someone like Anthony Davis. Like he was at the Pelicans for like seven years, and you know he lost in the playoffs like four or five times. Um, two other seasons didn't make the playoffs at all, um, and he got to that point, and you know key injuries to like Like cousins and stuff. At that point is when he got frustrated. I feel like Giannis is in that similar vein. I feel like he will probably let himself fail for that point before he's, you know, reaching out and going, All right, get Rich Paul on the phone. Get me
1: out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, with that, we can talk about another one of the uh, Eastern Conference matchups, which just finished yesterday and was quite a banger of a series was the uh, Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors. Um this was yeah. a fun one. This is a fun one. first Boston goes up 2-0, then- t- Toronto wins two straight uh yeah. off a crazy og mm. game winner and then yeah. you know one more each way and then- Boston takes it in game seven. One thing I will say is the uh home court is definitely completely gone in this one oh, because yeah. <laughs> both teams yeah. won every game on the road i think yeah um, so <laughs> to say like road. with the with the with the you know Toronto Fake crowd and the the Toronto fans and the um on the screens and everything, um that's when uh, the Celtics won and then the other way around the Toronto Raptors won those games. Mm. (laughs) Home court advantage is nothing, man. Um, so yeah, no,
2: yeah, um,
3: really good series, like really really good series. I like, uh, what number one? Um, hate to say this is a laker fan, but I love watching that Celtics team. Like watching Marcus Smart yesterday. Um, he he, he shut, like shut that chase down, down yeah. block. Just his effort level. That was that was pretty um, insane. Yeah, like oh man, Dang. he has like he has some balls on him. Like to to come out and play the way he did in that series. I think he had like the third most three pointers ever for a Celtic in a series behind like Seriously? Ray Allen and Paul Pierce, which is wild.
1: Like Marcus Amazing- Smart, crazy names for Marcus Damn. Smart to be amongst. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um,
3: <laughs> and man, what what a series for them. Um, I think no like. Just seeing how, uh, I think Brad Stevens mentioned that, like, this was one of the toughest, like, coaching wise, going up against Nick Nurse and the way he adjusted in the series was one of the uh, toughest I mean, Kyle things. And Lowry, yeah, mm. yeah. And Lowry, um, yeah, he said, um, very Lowry underappreciated. appreciated to make sort of the try.
1: most adjustments against it. was, it was a very, yeah. it was very, very chess match, like, game, like, uh, yeah. series. Like, you know, one change was made and then another change was made. Um, yeah. But mm. it, I think basically the, uh, one of the major parts of the series was is Marcus Smart making shots. Like his, his defense is always there. You know his defense yeah. is going to be there. But yeah. when, um, when you've got, you know, Jason Tatum, he's going to get his shots. He's he's like yeah. his jump yeah. shot wasn't falling earlier in Game Seven, and then and then he started attacking the rim, and then he started getting mm. his jump shot uh, jump shot later. Um, Jalen mm. Brown, he he went zero of six from the three point mm. uh, from the three point line, but then was. 7 of 7 seven from the 2 point range. Um yeah. so they those guys are going to get their shots and Kemba Walker uh, we, we did great, talk man, about it on scary. previous episodes but yeah. um he his offense has been up and down a little but yeah. they and that's because of the adjustment situation where previously he had the ball a lot more but on Brad Stevens' yeah. the offense there's a lot more ball movement he he's a lot mm. more of a catch and shoot type guy and while he's more willing to do it he's not he's not accustomed to it. But Marcus mm. Smart, like from game to game, the variant, the variance is like on offense at least is yeah. basically what the Celtics' victories d- depend on. Mm. What um, was his
0: three point percentage during the
1: series? He had two games where he went six of eleven, and then he had several games Shit. where he hit like one of several. Um. Right. So I don't recall his exact percentages, but mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. That, <sighs> seems like it's close and to forty, which is pretty I, I, exceptional. I think that's that's going to be the case until at least they get Gordon Hayward back, which we don't know when that's going to be. Obviously, the mm. the latest news is that he's been released from quarantine and he's training with he's practicing with the team. But mm. even that, uh, Karan mentioned this previously, is a very strange situation because they said it was a grade three ankle sprain, which is yeah. supposed to be mm. damage. Yeah. But then so he'll be was, rushing in back. Yeah, it feels like they're rushing mm. him back, which uh, we know we know that there's you know bad <laughs> bad news when someone's yeah. rushed back. Mm. Um, mm. So I I don't know whether I, I think it depends on whether they either Marcus Smart is going to keep his offense uh, keep his offense going or if they get yeah. Gordon Hayward back for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh um, man, I'm really excited for that series with the Heat, um, which yeah. I guess we'll get to. But um, going back to this, the Celtics Raptors series, um, I have to say, like seeing the way Siakam played last year um, in the finals, uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and seeing the way he played this year, something went majorly wrong, and I, I don't know what it was. Oh, um,
0: I think it, but, I think it's just, I think it's mainly because he went from being the number two guy to the number one guy. Like there's expectations yeah. when you become the number one. When teams yeah. are focusing on stopping you, it's completely different. Um, I mean, yeah. he's only been, so like, I, a major player. I think player, that but... was...
1: Yeah, he's... A... Sorry, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think that was a major contributor. But for sure, he needs to yeah. step up. Um,
2: He, he does need he to was step up, was pretty up but appalling. also,
1: yeah, he's only been, like, close to the number two or number one guy. It's been, two like, only in those two years. Yeah. Like, the yeah, step-up yeah. was insane. He was yeah. it went from, like, nine points a game and, you know, 15 minutes at Merced in a game to, mm. well, no, again, under Dwayne Casey, he wasn't even getting playing time um yeah, because yeah, the guy mm-hmm. hates playing rookies for some reason but then um yeah. you know Nick Nurse gets in that he starts playing and say uh, some really good minutes he starts bringing up his averages and then the season off yeah. suddenly you know yeah. this team is your responsibility that's you know yeah. it's it's pretty rough um yeah. but at the same time we've seen again one season, certain players, for example, Jason Tatum, go great, and then the next season they hit a block. The season yeah. after, yeah. I'm sure Siakam will be back. But like, you, I mean, yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad for him this this off season. In this series, he had the lowest ever three point shooting uh, percentage. Yeah, yeah, that's, in this that's, series, that's I mean, of, of, of yeah. all time. Sorry, of any of
2: of all time, of all time, or like yes. of all for a single who have series. taken. Shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. But like I um, said,
3: number of shots. I'm guessing shots, like yeah, 25 yeah, shots course, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean I, I agree with you, but I I think like watching him play last year to this year, um, I feel like there was a certain level of like freedom he was playing with that was like um watching him like I mean this might be more complicated things to do with the offense, but um even when Kawhi was off, I remember moments last year where, you know, he sort of stepped up as that guy. Um yeah, I know he had a huge he had a huge game in the finals. Like I can't remember which one where he just stepped up and it wasn't even Kawhi who was doing the damage. Um, versus watching him this year it felt like he and again like I'm talking about rhythm but I, I feel like players like him players like Giannis um, you know and when in the playoffs when sort of the defense steps up a lot more you're getting a lot more attention um, that that's where you know that's where great players sort of show up and he'll definitely learn from the experience but I think they they didn't do a great job with watching. I watched game like just watching game seven yesterday. I felt like they didn't do a great job of getting Siakam the ball in places where he would succeed. Um, catching mm. always catching the ball out on the three point line. You know, just having to do do a spin move, getting offensive fouls. Um, you know, the times that he did catch the ball on the baseline or like near the paint, um, he was able to rise up and shoot or maybe like pump fake. You know, yeah, get into a move or something. Um they didn't do that nearly enough. Like the ball movement yesterday was terrible for the Raptors. Um so I think that's like they need to help him out as much as he needs to, you know, get his confidence back. Mm-hmm. Um they need to treat him like that first option because I don't I don't know mm-hmm. if they were fully you know, sort of doing that yesterday from watching him play.
1: Yeah, um the I think that's also like that's a major part of that is also that the Celtics were really focusing on roughing him up. Like it, yeah. it wasn't yeah. obviously nothing dirty. But Jalen Brown mm. was doing a fantastic job of, you know, making sure that mm. if he was trying to get inside, he was going to make it as difficult as possible.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or mm.
1: if if he did catch it on the inside, then... Mm. And again, like you said, when he caught it on the inside, he was successful mostly. But when he was mm. trying to get into position, he, there was so much, uh, you know, of a battle just to get into that position that by the time he was there... The shot clock's mm. al- the shot clock is already low and he's forced to, you know, make a quick turnaround jumper or something, which yeah. isn't his bread yeah. and butter. Mm. No, not at yeah.
2: all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh
3: the number of like um just three, I saw them jack up, like getting later to the shot clock, um with all, all the guys, I think it was Van Vliet, Powell, Lowry, um mm. just they they could have won that game. Like they it was yeah. a close game, it was
0: a great game and um
3: their execution completely the third, right? fell apart.
0: Sorry? Because they were down like what ten or twelve or something at the half, and then they came back hard during the third. And it seemed yeah. that they had yeah. the momentum. So
1: Yeah. 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 Um one thing that, one player I actually feel who kind of went not really under the radar, but is more like I feel like he should be doing more but didn't do more, Marcusol. The man oh, yeah. was mm. unnoticeable in this one. Um, yeah. On defense, mm. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown were getting inside with complete freedom, uh, yeah. and on offense, he I I didn't see him hit a, a single three, which he supposedly added to his game. He wasn't doing anything on the inside, and I I don't know whether that's obviously because of uh, I didn't.
3: But he barely got minutes, right? I, I don't think he played. He much. was
1: starting for them, and he played for a fair bit until Serge Ibaka came in. But yeah, I, thought I, I feel Ibaka like was at that point, more. I feel like they should have played Ibaka straight like straight from the start of the game. Honestly, they should. Mm. They it should have been a case of, because we saw last year. Um, until they traded Jonas, uh, Jonas Valentinus, they had uh, they they were switching. So they had Serge Ibaka starting or or, or Jonas starting, and then they would switch it up. They would bring uh, bring Jonas off the bench. I feel like they needed to do that and decide. Okay, Serge is doing better here. He needs to start, and Marcus All mm. can come off the bench because, Ties was I don't know on the inside. Ties was doing a fantastic job, and. Mm. Mm. Like, Tyce, he's, he's a good defensive player. He can't do much against the superstar centers like um, Jokic and Embiid. But if mm. there's not a center who's going to pressure him at the very least, then mm. everyone else is going to struggle at the rim because he doesn't have to worry about Marcus Gasol. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas if it, when it was Serge Ibaka, Serge is going to be, uh, be strong, he's going to get inside, he's going to push him around, and then he's going to you know, either be a threat down low or at the very least, he's going to create space down low for someone else to make a layup because Tyus is focused yeah. on guarding someone else. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested I think to Nick see
2: Nurse Mister the... Trigger. Yeah, Sorry.
1: that 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 was the one decision I wa I I think Nick Nurse may have whiffed on, but again, he's he's an NBA level coach who's won a championship. I, yeah. I'm sure he had a better reason <laughs> for it. I'd
0: be interested interested to see the plus minus
1: um for the series between um.
0: Gasol and Ibaka. Because that'll yeah, give you true. some sort of indication as to how the team functioned when each of them were on.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know if that's easy to pull that bit. Um yeah, Marcus Gasol yesterday was minus nineteen in his nineteen minutes of play, which is pretty cool
2: <laughs> That's geez. um Yeah. Yeah, I mean Yeah, no. Um, definitely agree with you there. Um I think like Gasol's well. just lost.
3: Um, you know he, he was never the most agile guy but
1: no he wasn't the most agile but at the same time he's a seven footer who can also yeah. do a lot of damage on the inside I feel like he should have been yeah. making more making his presence more felt down low rather than playing yeah. so far on the outside and only jacking mm. up a couple of threes Yeah, because again when Serge Ibaka was there even if he wasn't making his shot he was also then fighting for the offensive rebound and that alone put pressure on the Celtics, which mm. I I don't know. There yeah. there should have been more of that. But on the other hand, yeah. Kemba is doing well in the playoffs. I'm very happy for that. Yeah. Very happy mm-hmm. for yeah, Kemba. For sure. Oh for sure. my
2: goodness. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure.
1: Um uh, man, I'm I'm
3: really excited for that series. I think um honestly, like the, the way the Celtics are playing, um, you can't help but like how they play. They you know, they they're tough. Um they don't let teams like teams go on runs, but they they tend to you know stop momentum. Um, you know they don't get lost in the moment, sort of. I feel like, and yeah. um, against a team like Miami, that will be really important because Miami is so scrappy. Mm. Um, they have you know a big time player in Jimmy Butler, who you know no doubt in the fourth quarter we're going to see some moments from him. Um, so yeah, man, I'm really
2: looking forward to that. When does it start? Uh, I think. Tuesday is the first
1: game. Um pretty sure it's Tuesday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Um but I think from there we can hop on to the uh series that was just decided today. Uh Lakers versus uh Rockets, mate. Yeah, uh, just 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 for the listeners to make this clear, we've got Jinx here, a Lakers fan, and Raoul here, a Rockets fan, so it should be a good time. Um Guys, just a couple of general thoughts. Oh, how did you feel about this one?
0: Oh, I'll let Rahul start. I think. <laughs> well, since <laughs> since I've started following basketball, this is the this is the most disappointed I've ever been watching a um a series from the Rockets. It was it was just disgusting. The first game we did play well, but after that, it was just oh, it, it was mm. so bad. It was like Russ Russ would turn the ball over six times. His his turnover to assist ratio was like one to one. Oh, um, Harden I think hard lower well, There you go That's how bad he was going um, Harden had I think Two games where he played alright He played alright the first game And then he played alright today as well But he it, it seemed like Harden had one of those AD in the Pelicans games Where he, he goes off but mm. you don't really notice him yeah, He didn't really yeah, have much like of an impact
1: tw- I think he had 30 points or something like that But Yeah I mean, and it was it quite efficient
0: about- too But I, I didn't feel his presence there um and, yeah. and usually oh, no, when his Harden, numbers
3: for so sorry go go, go.
0: That, yeah and his numbers were good but usually when Harden yeah. scored he, he scores thirty regularly but you you can feel it like you can feel his presence yep. on the court but yep. I felt it, it it was a super 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 quiet thirty it just felt like mm. he had no no influence in the game he looked disinterested as mm. well um mm. Russ Russ yapping at um Rondo's brother was it after,
2: <laughs> like
0: we're we're down twenty and he, and he's having to go ah oh, man like oh. it it was so disappointing at least with the warriors series um the last one mm. was a bit sus game 6 I, I think we should have performed better but as a whole across those two series i can't say that we played poorly like throughout mm. the whole series maybe there was a couple of games or a couple of moments where we um switched mm. off like missing all those threes in game game 7 was was disappointing but
2: mm.
0: at the end of the day it, it it happens unfortunately but it this series was the complete opposite it was just disgusting from Houston all the way mm. around, pretty much. Besides, like P- Pj was pretty good throughout. Um, Covington, he was pretty consistent. House when yep. he was in, Um yeah. Rivers was terrible, um, which I think, yeah, yeah. Rivers, Rivers was shocking. Mm. Um, what about yeah, Macklemore? Macklemore, well, you, you can't expect much from him anyway, I guess. And we uh, needed him to step up, step up to to take House as man too, but that. That and then Daniel House's
1: poor decision making in
0: yeah. this one was uh, yeah mm.
1: very very disappointing. I mean, not only how he affected like their rotations, but also the fact that he's risking the health of literally every other player in the bubble. Mm. That's yeah. that's really yeah. disappointing. And also, I don't know. It, I don't know whether his 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 presence changes the series, but being there is so important and he yeah, wasn't yeah, which is yeah really disappointing i did also notice and I, I i was saying this for a while is i i i get that the rockets offense is and i guess a couple of people uh, this is often memed about but you know threes mm. or layups but when mm. russ was shooting the mid-range even in this game when he mm. decided no i'm going to go around like the lower block and i'm going to turn around and i'm going to shoot or i'm going to face up and shoot a mid-range there's were always mm. going in. There's mm. Like, his mid-range is money. Mm. Oh, I don't know about that, man.
0: He has it's games a bit where it, he yeah. can't hit. He, he's he's on and off.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. I feel like his mid-range is pretty damn good. Like, first of all, there's no one who can, As in, if he's being guarded by, you know, a guard or at least a um small forward, he's usually either able to back them down to some extent. And then he's... He, he jumps very high on his jump shots, yeah. So he's able mm. to get a clean look most of the time. And his mid range, yeah. if he's going to try and bank it in, that you like, he's usually able to control that very well. Um, but for yeah. some reason, he kept on shooting threes in this one, which was really worrying and really, you know, yeah. like if if Russ is shooting threes, the uh, the Rockets aren't gonna win. E- essentially, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's taking shots away from other really good three point shooters.
2: Mm. Now I think
1: uh, if I'm being honest, like I don't know if
3: Russ was hundred percent this series. Um yeah. I think he might have even said post game, but like number one, you know, he um he caught he caught COVID first of all in the off season. Yeah. Um I think just before the season was restarting. Um so then he had to sit out for like three weeks or something without being able to play. Um, then you know, started to lose a bit of your conditioning. Um uh, and I think there was also his um he had a strain. Otherwise, it was a hamstring or groin or something. Um, forgot exactly what. But I think it definitely bothered him throughout the series. Um, I think it was very easy to tell because he just... There are games where he just was not being as aggressive as he could have been, um, you know, attacking attacking the paint. Um, and I think part of that is also to do with the Laker defense. Like, you know, I, I'll give them credit for that as well with, like, Anthony Davis and, like... Markeith Morris. Um, the other two bigs didn't really play, but there's still the rim protection was there. LeBron sort of hounded Russ the previous two games before this, uh well from the start of the mm-hmm. series and um that probably shook him up and like yeah, I, I don't know. Um with the Rockets, I I think there was a lot of issues with um like number one, their rotation is so thin. You can tell they were gassed today. Like today, um I can totally feel for Rahul saying, you know, this is this was like as, you know, it's never been as disappointing as this, but like today, it really seemed like they had just given up and completely checked out. Um, part of it might have to do with the house situation where you know the whole team was sort of let down and they felt like you know you have to figure out your rotations, players are just feeling like you know they've been let down by a teammate. Um, and also playing a long seven game series against OKC, which was honestly pretty tough. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I, I,
2: but even like,
3: so,
0: I, I man, can understand. Like... Yeah. Even so, it was two games in a row that we just didn't come out to play, and you saw you saw the Bucks at least. I think it was was game four that they took. They came out to play when Giannis Giannis was injured. They were down three zero. They they came out to play, and so you can commend them for that. We were down what we were down two one.
2: Yeah. And then
0: we were flat, completely flat. And then to back it up,
2: Mm.
0: like three one sure we're in we're not in a good Mm. position to win, but at least. Mm. You don't back up a poor performance like that with another poor performance. And Harden, what yeah. Harden? I think Harden in the the interview after game four, he said, "We just need to, to to carry on the um the same energy that we had in the fourth quarter to to this game." Yeah. And yeah, yeah. What what happened? It, wasn't it. it was like what, yeah. was it like twenty three to four?
3: Yeah. yeah. Or was it was like thirty yeah, to eight or so,
2: something. Yeah. It was like what yeah. the hell is going yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah. No. um uh, Like I, I the thing is like. I feel like with the Rockets, um, like, yes,
3: they made a lot of mistakes and I think the energy level wasn't there. Uh, But from a Laker point of view, I think the adjustments that the Lakers made after game one, uh, not playing the bigs as much um, and sort of keeping hard and guessing as well with like some of the looks that, you know, they'd be getting double teamed or not knowing when to pass, when to, um, you know, pass it off to the wing or to the corner, uh, picking off, you know, like honestly, the defense did such a great job oh, of yeah. being able to pick off passes. Um, did a great job on Russ, like Anthony Davis on Russ. Mm. The whole series was like, you know, um, yeah, you know, getting steals of him, blocking his shots and whatnot, stopping him from sort of getting to the rim at will. Um, which I feel like he did in the regular seasons against us. He had a huge game against us, I remember. Um, so to to be able to make that adjustment as well, um, like on the other side, I'd like obviously I'd give the Lakers a lot of credit for that. Um, and I think some of these issues with the Rockets are going, are sort of, they sort of get amplified when you lose in such a manner. Um, but I do think the Lakers were just clicking on all cylinders for like, you know, games two to five, um, role players stepping up, LeBron being LeBron, um, you know, Anthony Davis having a couple of huge games before today. Today he was sort of meh, but, um, yeah, like, I don't know, um, they just got outplayed. If I'm being honest, I, I feel like they just got outplayed all series. Um, but I did expect this to be a longer series. I did expect the Rockets to come back um, after maybe games two and three, like Rahul said. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: It was a bit of a disappointing one, but uh, I actually, uh, you know, what? I may as well just fit in the discussion questionnaire to here because. Um, yeah. I w- I wanted to ask, like, what do you, Rahul, in particular, what do you feel led mm. to the Rockets' like late season success because. Before Russ went down, the the Rockets were making a play, uh, making quite a push. Um, Russ was playing well, Harden was playing well. Um, do you think it was entirely because Russ and Harden were playing efficiently um, for for who they are? You know, even if Harden was chucking up a mm. lot of shots, he was getting a lot of points. Russ was like getting twenty five points on very efficient shooting. Um, was it that, or was it result, or Was it the result of a whole system coming together for them?
0: I th- I think it was it was in part the system, but I think Russ had. Probably the most significant Russ was the most significant factor in the way that we performed because I think near the start of the season he wasn't performing too well. Um, Harden was still doing mm. Harden things. He'd have the odd game where he'd be terribly inefficient, but he was still averaging what thirty. Mm. I think at the start he was on pace to beat his record from last year or last season too, right? At least he he started yeah, yeah, off yeah, ridiculously, yeah. yeah ridiculously yeah. fast but but we were losing games and we weren't looking that mm. good then we traded for covington of course and russ just came alive and and harden mm. he didn't take i wouldn't say he took the back seat but they kind of they became a duo before it was mm. like russ was this big name guy that we had, yeah. but he wasn't performing yeah. like a superstar harden was putting mm. up 38 39 40 but we'd still lose mm. and then when russ right. started to, to get into gear it was just we were just clicking on all cylinders. And of course we know what happens when Russ can penetrate the way he passes out and he, he just yep. makes everyone better shooters. And it, it yep. was what, um what we've, we've a lot of you guys have been saying, I was disagreeing with you cause I wasn't a Russ, I was, I wasn't a Russ fan then, but at OKC he, he was penetrating and when he kicked it out, he didn't have mm. those shooters when yep. he, when he was, when he was in full flight um during that latter half of the regular season before the, uh, Covid struck. He was just, yeah. It, yep. it was, no, it, was him. I, I, it was it was him. Yeah, and then yeah. Coming back to this series, um, he was Harden didn't perform too, but Russ was shocking. Um, yeah, the yeah. way he just turned the ball over and everything, and yeah, again, no, he just didn't look you, like yeah. himself at all. Yeah, yeah. and, and is the thing is, if Harden,
1: no,
0: if, if Harden's having man. a bad night, he's still a threat on the outside, and you're still oh, gonna have to respect yeah. him. If Russ is having yeah, a bad somewhere. night, you don't need to respect him. And he he doesn't do anything, and he tries so yeah. hard that he's he's committing more errors. Yeah, it's yeah. just it, it's a complete nightmare when Russ um Russ yeah. is not completely healthy and Russ isn't going at yeah isn't playing yeah. well because he he literally can't do anything. He's not he's not a good defender. He's he's probably yeah. our best rebounder um after PJ because he mm. really goes after the boards. But mm. again, what's the point of getting a board if you're just turning it over within the next
1: three four yeah. seconds? Do you think yeah. the Rockets are uh, with this system? Do you think they can, at some point, lead to sh- lead to like genuine winning?
2: I think we're done, man. I I I think we're done. Um, yeah. I I, I don't know anymore
0: because I, this this series was different. It was just cause cause every time we lost, you guys um
1: obviously kd was there so it it was like
0: yeah kd was there and we we played well and we didn't look flat yeah yeah it was just this time it was just it we we just resigned ourselves pretty much to the fact that i think after Mm. like it started game four that Mm. it it just wasn't happening and russ obviously Mm. isn't gonna get any younger Um, Mm. and his game is predominantly it revolves around his athleticism Mm. It, it, the it's, the problem uh, is though,
3: um, you know, the Rockets have, I think it's like two hundred and fifteen million dollars committed to both Harden and Russ over the next four years or something. Um, mm. I can't see them moving Russ. I can't, you know, unless they just ask for a trade and it's a horrible one way deal for um uh, for the Rockets. Um, they kind of have to make it work. Like that's you know, I guess we'll yeah. see what Mike D'Antoni does because he's up to. Either renew his contract, but um, I think they have to come back and they have to. I I feel like they went to the extreme end of their small ball experiment this season. Um, obviously it started with Capella being out, and it, and honestly it worked for them. It worked for them. Um, I don't know if despite Russ's injuries and the issues with the team, I don't know if in a seven game series you're beating a team that like. Okay, number one, when you go up against LeBron James, you know his teams are going to adapt because he's just a genius and he'll find a way to beat you. Um, Maybe like a team like the Clippers, the same thing applies because you have Kawhi, you know, Paul George, they're a versatile team, so that works. The Rockets probably beat everyone else, if we're being honest. Like, they probably beat everyone else in the West. Um, I think they have to come back and not go to the extreme end. I think they have to bring in pieces who, you know, When you have to guard 80 for seven for a seven-game series, um, you need to have a guy in there. Like it maybe maybe Capella wasn't the right guy, but you need someone. And asking PJ to do it after a previous round seven-game series where he was going up against Steven Adams, I'm sorry, but that's just like that's just too much work for Mm -hmm. him. As great as he has been, um, that's not good enough. So I think that would have to be their thinking. Like once they get they get over this series.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, if 80 yeah. was put, if 80 if was putting it's worth up 30, it? <laughs> well, if 80 was putting up 35 a game, then sure, like, that's the reason why we lost. But it was just, mm. it wasn't that, though. What did he average for the series? It, was, it wouldn't have been more than 25, yeah. 26, right? Yeah, that's, it
3: was around there. And you, point, you expect
0: 80 yeah. to get that regardless of who he's playing against because he's that type of yeah. player. So, yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't know, man. It was just, mm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I have no idea. It was it was yeah. It was just shocking, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think Russ, it's tough as the well. biggest issue was Russ. Yeah. Um, I don't see him yeah. getting any better next season because his game is based on how athletic
1: he is. Yeah, so, that's
2: definitely a good point.
1: Um, I we're going to touch um, on a little bit more about the uh, Lakers' role players how they played in this one because Alex Caruso, I did not expect him to have such an impact on the series when when Rondo yeah. was still getting back into things. Um, obviously, yeah. like as soon as game two hit onwards, Rondo was a big player, but um, yeah, Alex Caruso played really well in this one. He he was probably the most noticeable. Um, his defense. Leg, as well. It, it, it's hard. Sorry. Morris as well. He couldn't miss from three. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the Morris wins. Like, look, I absolutely hate Marcus Morris, but at the end <laughs> of the day, they are pretty damn good for role players. Mm. Like, mm. they they do their jobs really well and uh even kuzma in this one play uh, you know he even if he wasn't um i think in even in game five here like he wasn't necessarily focusing on scoring he was doing a whole Mm -hmm. lot of other things though which was really impressive to see like the the uh, jinx you you mentioned this earlier in the season it's you it, it ends up being like obviously you know that lebron and ad are going to perform in some way or another But then it's more do it by committee. Like who is going to do well in this game? We're going to give you the ball, and the Lakers did really well with that. And it ended up being a whole lot of players got hot in that game, and that worked out perfectly. Like, Mm -hmm. um, KCP at the start of the game hit like three straight threes, and then they moved. uh, And then obviously he started to cool off a little, and then uh, by the next possession, Markeith Morris was going. So yeah, it it was honestly really like because. My thing is that whenever I look at, like, directly comparing, uh, uh, essentially, yeah, I said this before, when you look at the superstars, you would hope that they almost neutralize each other, right? Like, you've got yeah. um, Russ, and, uh, Russ and Harden versus LeBron and AD. They'll hopefully get enough points uh, to neutralize each other, and then it's the role players mm. who have to step up. And when, mm. my thing was, whenever I looked at the Rockets role players, I felt like they were generally better than the ones that the Lakers had, but then... Mm. When yeah, the are. and I think they are, I, I'm I, I'm I'm going to say that I honestly think that mm. you know Eric, Eric Gordon, Daniel House, even and uh, like the other guys on that team, they are. even probably, Austin Rivers, he's
0: he can yeah. he can get his own shot. Um, I think yeah. that they are. He can, he can get you ten ways, fifteen, yeah.
1: When those guys who should be better than the guys that they're playing, that they have to compete against, mm. when they're not better than them that that's a really big issue, and I think those guys, yeah. They also need to sort something out. Like the the again, yeah, the Lakers role players really stepped up in this one, both on the defensive end and yep. on the offensive end.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely agree with you, Pride. Um, I think what Frank Vogel said after I think it was game three or four, um, and he said the third option on our team is the open man. Yeah, like, yeah. that's um such an important principle because I think if you look at LeBron's previous super teams with um Kevin Love and Chris Bosh, it was like yes, they're clear third options. But they would also get picked on tremendously. Um, you know, when they didn't perform, it was very clear. When you lost, mm-hmm. they were the first people you sort of looked at um, because they're the third option. Yeah. Um, I think on this team, at the start of the season, there was a lot of talk about Kuzma being the third option. And mm-hmm.
1: um, that, that was even... all from
3: the outside. But internally, um, <laughs> it was always how can we develop Kuzma so that he's able to contribute in multiple ways on the court? So that, yes, he can be there as a scoring threat. But. If he's there as a rebounder, if he's not a defensive liability, you know if he's able to make plays off the dribble, that's huge for us, and I think that's exactly what he did in this series, um along with you know his off ball cutting, which has always sort of been there, um but you saw a lot in this series, scoring efficiently, you bring someone like Rondo back who can you know set up the ball for kuzma um I think the veteran presence on the team is sort of understated um having guys who have just been able to win um in the playoffs who aren't really phased by yes we're going again we're going up against some very good role players and like you know you look at like eric gordon mm. or covington and stuff um but then guys like rondo aren't phased at all by that they're like you know this is just another series this is going to come down to us making two more shots than your bench and we win the game yeah, yeah. Mm. understanding those sorts of principles and then guys like marquise morris who've been around the league they just want to you know perform well for a big team and whatnot um Oh, like I can't commend the front office enough, for, like Rob Pelinka and stuff, for the guys they brought in, mm. um, understanding their personalities and seeing how those personalities fit with LeBron, um, and like the development over the season of the of the chemistry of the bench. Start of the season, like there were a lot of issues with how our bench was performing, um, and with more and more development, um, seeing how well rounded that bench unit has become. Uh, guys like Alex Caruso and like Kuzma, who's improved their defense. Uh, Who both improved their defense. No, um, oh, like I'm I, as a Laker fan, like I couldn't. That makes me more happy than having you know LeBron and AD playing the way they do because that means that mm. we can go up against any team. And if these guys are playing the way they are, we have a chance on any, any any given night. So, um yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because I think that was a huge part of the series that sort of mm.
2: you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we can uh,
1: we can move on to yeah. one the last series that's not actually done yet. We can just touch on this one is. Uh, the Clippers yeah. versus the Nuggets. Um, this one is not exactly back and forth, but I'm honestly very interested to see how it goes. I feel like mm. we're going to. It'll end up going to Game Seven. I feel like the Nuggets are oh, gonna. You reckon? I, I I honestly think that the Nuggets are gonna win this next one. Number one, because. Chuck, who was right about the Celtics beating the Raptors, now has called the Clippers to win this one, uh, win this Game Six. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Nuggets have the ultimate guarantee. That's huge. Uh, That's
3: huge. Yeah. So oh, I mean, if Chuck said so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he got yeah, his fourth yeah. one right.
1: So after that, you know, he's going to be wrong for another three. It. <laughs> um, but no. In particular, I wanted to focus on um, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, Harrell. Mm. Um. Mm. Mm, lou has not been good um he's been terrible his, his yeah. shooting he's like 11 of 65 th- from the three-point line um Jeez. and he like he he's he, obviously he does still have his ha- his handles and he's getting inside well but then he's still not making any mm. shots um right sorry Oh, oh no, I just yeah, said yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. No. And um, and I mean, he obviously on defense that like the 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 Nuggets are looking to take, pick on him every single time he's on the court. And so yeah. I I get that just because of who he is, you do have to play him down the stretch. But he's becoming a bit of a liability and if if Doc does continue to do that for, you know, game 6, it's going to be a problem for them, honestly. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, um Sorry, go wrong.
0: I I feel like he's one of those guys that you want to keep in. It's just like what happened with um PG in the first series against um who did they play again?
1: Yeah, <laughs> they Mavs. Oh, the Mavericks, maps, yeah. yeah, 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 the maps. Yeah,
0: it was just like yeah. PG with the maps. He was terrible, but now he's he's playing. He's playing great. So he's just one of those guys. If Lou starts clicking, it's gonna mm. be a very 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 hard time for the Lakers. So,
2: mm.
0: I I. I I don't think you're going to you're you're going to alter his minutes and I think you're still going to give him the permission or the license to shoot pretty much whenever because once you yeah. start seeing that ball go in it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. like yeah, yeah,
1: obviously you do have uh, obvi- like he he's a great player and he can make his shots even if they're not falling mm. right now. But mm. like you you said against the Lakers but if he isn't getting his shot back in this series, I think there's a genuine potential that the Clippers don't make it out of this one. They're, like it exists. At um, uh, against the Nuggets, you think they're going to go down? You think there's a possibility? I think there's a possibility.
2: Well, yeah.
0: Um,
3: yeah. Like if if Lou doesn't step up and if ha- uh, Harold doesn't, you know, plays the way he did, because I think Harold matched up against Jokic. I think he only played like um, six minutes or something, or like nine minutes or something against Jokic last game. Yeah. Um, Two bucks. But been they really were like yeah um but they were like minus like 16 i don't know i just saw some crazy stat which was like basically harold just let Jokic do whatever he wanted i mean yeah um, harold cannot the last game
1: he like it, yeah. it's, it's been known for a while that he's he's an energy player and he's very very yeah. athletic so he's very hard to stop he'll hound someone as much as he mm. can but yeah. he's a bit of a he, he gets lost very quickly on defense and against the team like the Nuggets who's, who are constantly moving and going to try and confuse the offense as much as possible that's going to yeah. be rough that's going to be really yeah. rough because like even if he uh, cuz Jokic is like the worst possible player for him to match up against if if he's at the three point line then has how, how to come out to, to guard uh, to guard that but then Jokic can then mm. he has the moves to get down low and once he's low Montrez yeah. is... Yeah. even if he hounds him and jumps as much as he can jokic is extremely smart he can yep, choose very problem. well to whether he's gonna pull up for mid-range right there or if he's going to back it down and you know take a, a turnaround jumper or if he's just gonna go yep. straight old style and take it into the post and score uh, score on him there and when he has yeah. that mm. many options montrose Harrell cannot guard him
2: yeah mm. yeah uh, um mm. i think the, the jokic
3: turning it up a bit has definitely helped him i like last game especially um, I think Milsap as well oh, Millsap uh, so them had a the, huge, yeah. Yeah. yeah, had a huge, huge game. Uh, I do expect the Clippers to close it out, though. Um, I mm-hmm. think that last game was a sort of, if you're a championship caliber team, you look at it and go, okay, made a lot of mistakes. Next game, we just have to get back on it and just sort of respond, because that's like the character of the team. I mean,
1: well, um, I think Kawhi yeah. is saying that, but no one else on that team has yeah. really had success. So... It'll be interesting to see, at least. I mean, mm, again, yeah, true. Mm. Paul George, Doc, um, yeah, uh, Doc and. Oh, I'd love Doc nothing more
3: than for the series to go to seven. But, <laughs> um, I think I, I, I just like the Nuggets have been fighting all series, and they're going to go down fighting. We know that for sure. Um, but just uh, like at a, you know, when you sort of look at the big moments, sort of thing, um, sustaining that for the next two games, um, and closing out the series. Uh, will be tough. Like you know, having guys like Jamal Murray and Jokic do that—if they do, it will be. Tough. Um, but I just expect Kawhi to be able to just on his own be able to close this out, no matter how the other people are performing. Mm. Um, sort of like a few games with the Raptors, I remember it was just a carry job from him. Yeah. Um, sort of fully expect that if if it comes down to
0: it. Yeah. Mm. And Jamal hasn't even play- been playing all that great. Um, yeah he, he's i, I, I don't think the, he's been shooting too well like he's be, he's been getting like 20 25 26 ish but i yeah. think he's, he's he's taking a lot of shots together um yeah,
1: so. i mean yeah he, he was he was i think earlier in the game against the uh, like earlier in game five he was struggling a fair bit but then later down the game he uh, later in the game he hit quite a few um pretty big shots and then that was followed up by you jokic taking over and then the mp uh, and then the Mike shot yeah um so I guess, uh, yeah. I obviously the Clippers are going to make adjustments. Doc Rivers is a smart coach, so you know the if he probably sees in a better way what 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 we are talking about, or he sees a better way for them to work around it. Um. Mm. So I'm sure he'll yeah. uh, they'll make an adjustment, and the Clippers will probably win this one. But again, yeah. if if they don't make those changes, I think there's a, like I said, a genuine chance that they don't make it out of that round. Um, yeah. But yeah, again, mm. we, it was just a quick touch on it. It's not finished yet, so hopefully we get a result uh very soon, um or not uh, actually yeah i I would prefer oh, yeah. <laughs> not a, not as sooner the less the less <laughs> yeah. soon exactly. Um,
3: yeah, that, oh, game seven would be amazing
1: yeah that that brings us <laughs> to <laughs> the end of the uh second round, guys. how are you feeling? Do you want to talk about the uh matchup between the heat and the Celtics or yeah, I'm happy,
2: happy do.
1: Yep, all right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. I mean, I I mentioned this earlier, but I think that the Celtics, uh, the, there was a there was a news report that came out that essentially said that yeah, the Heat essentially have the Bucks' number, but they cannot figure out the Celtics whatsoever. Um, and right. um, when you look at obviously when you look at the team structures, you you sort of see that obviously the against the Bucks that the Heat have the ability to um put their guards a bit lower and then when Giannis tries to spin they were able to both create a wall and then also strip him of the ball very quickly they had a lot of yeah. guys who could quickly get out to shooters so they guarded the three-point line very well um which was a bit of a struggle for uh for the bucks but against the celtics mm. i feel like they will have a much harder time because right um the the attack from the celtics is a it is it has several dimensions to it essentially um, they right. the, the ball moves a lot more which is the complete opposite of what the bucks do um, yeah and mm-hmm. the um the players that they have essentially you know they they essentially have three guys who are forwards who do exactly what all of the guards for the heat do um right yeah. as in if, if that's if they get gordon hayward back in this series obviously like without yeah, him yeah. it's you know Jalen brown and uh, jason Tatum. but with gordon hayward as well that's three guys who do do essentially what the guys like duncan robinson uh tyler herrer and goran dragic do. and then on top of that yeah. they have um tice who he again he will essentially like uh, bam Adebayo is definitely going to do, do well in this series because he can play on the outside as well but hmm. i think he won't have as much success as he had against the uh bucks because um at least passing the ball he won't have as much success because tice you know he puts a lot more pressure on someone than brooke lopez does because because brooke lopez mm. plays a lot more inside tice has quite a few times uh, you know come out and played outside a little bit he also has
2: yeah.
1: has no fear for taking three-point shots i'll say he he doesn't miss quite a few but he can also hit them every now and then and he can also shoot them which is a lot bigger than um some of the guys with the Bucks um particularly Giannis. Yeah. Mm. Um Yeah. So my personal take is the Celtics, what about you guys?
2: Um I think uh, yeah, I'd go with the Celtics
3: as well. I think it would be a tough series. I think it would definitely go to 6 7 games. Um so it being that kind of long scrappy sort of series. Um I think like with the way Miami's been playing for the whole playoffs, um, I just think they're like at a sort of well-oiled machine. You know, they're they're playing like that. They're playing like that sort of team that that are just sort of on a roll. So just based on the back of that, um, I think they'll be able to make adjustments against Boston, um, to you know, I don't know, I don't know if they have enough to win, um, because I do feel like with the Celtics they. Like Tatum's just been playing like a superstar. Like that's just you know he might end up being the best player in the series depending on how Butler plays, um, and the way that but uh sorry Jalen Brown has stepped up and as you mentioned before Marcus Smart the way he's been playing if they can keep it up even if Hayward doesn't come back um I could see them going to the finals. Yeah.
2: Rahul,
0: what about you? Mate? Yeah, I yeah I'd echo what Jinx said there. I think it'll be the Celtics in six. Uh, yeah. I think it's two one right their season record. Against uh, yeah, this, um the, yeah. Miami. Yeah, and just defensively, it's so much harder to plan to stop the Celtics team than this Bucs team. Um mm. with with the Bucs team, there was a there was already a blueprint there from what Toronto did last year. Mm. And of course, um Miami had the people that can do it, but this Celtics team's completely different. I don't think you can mm. really stop the Celtics teams just because they're so diverse in what they do and yeah. a- anyone can pretty much get 20 on any given night so yeah. you you can't really stop the Celtics the same way you can a um a Bucks team with its the, t- the style of defense um Miami play and i think because yeah. of that the Celtics sure it- it's going it's going to be a dog fight but they they're not going to be stopped the same way um the Bucks were yeah and i think i think it'll it'll go to 6 most likely i don't think it'll go go to 7 um and I think the Celtics should look like they're gonna win the series from the outset.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: So um, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, again, yeah, I'm also gonna say Celtics in six. Um, I, and I think Karan's gonna be very upset that we've said that. He's gonna say, oh, you've jinxed right? <laughs> me." Um, yeah, but... especially me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now that's that's all the all the rounds covered. We also covered the discussion questions. So, uh, t- jumping into weekly malnourishment, guys. This is a bit of a fun one um oh, yeah. what's your favorite random moment in the nba and I, I've, I've obviously yeah. given you guys the question before this but like it's obviously not necessarily like obvi- you can talk about i don't know i i, I could say the warriors winning in 20 uh, 2015 or something but that's a bit of a boring one i'm just mm. just gonna say something random that maybe happened in the middle of a game that you happen to remember yeah, i got
0: i got one easy for yeah? me it's yeah. pretty easy at least this this year it was when um austin got his dad teed up and set <laughs> up <laughs> and that was yeah. Because we, we were on fire that game too, and then yeah. oh, Doc was wasn't. Doc was just chirping, 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 and you could see you could see Austin just in the background <laughs> going. Up. Then he's like, "Call me afterwards," because I think they were having dinner the same night. That oh, was that was so much fun. Yeah, I was so I'll hyped when you. that happened. So that's definitely my my most
1: memorable moment. Yeah, random oh, that's moment. Awesome. Yeah, Jinx. What about you, mate? Oh man,
3: I just literally just thought of one. Um, then when you mentioned like the Warriors winning. Uh but it was so uh, the end the game seven, two thousand ten finals. Um, Lakers Celtics. Um, the Lakers are up I can't remember how much, but uh basically Sasha Vieucic, I don't know if you remember <laughs> him. He played he played for the Knicks for some time. Yeah. Um uh know where what he's doing now, but uh so he got fouled. So he goes to the free throw line. Um and uh, the context of the team, he was like the kind of guy who came off the end of the bench. He wasn't six man, he wasn't like, you know, end of the bench sort of guy, and then he comes in, cool cool as all, comes in, uh, elixir's thumb Sorts out his eyebrows, make sure he looks good for the camera. He had like long hair back yeah, then as yeah, well. Like, that. you know, just like European hair. Just sticks his hair back, calmly really knocks down two free throws, and we win the game. And every time I watch that, because I watch that a lot, it just it just makes me laugh. Because it's just like, he's done nothing for the whole, whole season. And then he comes in to hit like the most important free throws. And he's worried about his eyebrows and his hair. It um,
1: always makes me laugh. Um. um yeah, no, that's, so that's like one of those random moments <laughs>
3: that'll, always, that'll always stick with me um, How about
1: you Pratt? Uh, this is the moment that actually yeah. inspired the question for me Is um, This happened in the 08-09 season um, it, it was Essentially the first game of the season um, Five seconds into, the, into this game Between the uh, who, I can't remember who they were playing against um, I think it was this, uh, Spurs versus oh, Spurs versus Sha- Shaq was on the team but It was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which team was he? Uh, in it would have been Suns, right? maybe. I think it was Suns. I think he was yeah. on the Suns, yeah. Um, yeah. was that the no, it was a year or maybe the Cavs, maybe the Cavs, mm. actually. He, he was on the Cavs, um, yeah. And uh, Tim Duncan, well, on Greg Popovich's orders, walks right up to yeah. the shack and just gives him a good old hug. And they call it intentional foul and give him the free throws right away. <laughs> 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 and then you've got the perfect face of uh, Greg Popovich is going. <laughs> From the yeah yeah oh man i,
3: I love that too um, that was one of the ones i was thinking of as well yeah so that, oh, that, no, one. that one's great <laughs> all
1: right but guys oh, that... man, i, I, I yep.
3: oh, no, sorry i was just saying another one that um i guess it's not so random oh, it was but Suns, i think it was for as Suns. long as i'm for as long as i'm watching basketball i feel like this is something i will, will not forget is um J.R. Smith's three-point celebration where he up oh, from yes. like mid court, and then he got down from one knee, and then he's doing this yeah, like, yeah. oh man! Like the amount of times I did that in high school, Mate. and I still do it now. <laughs> like it's just, it's just like an image that's been imprinted into my mind yeah. that I'll never
1: forget. Man, I don't um, even remember. I love JR. Like, I don't even. Yeah. I didn't even watch Smith's the highlight. Like. I just even... saw the celebration that I kept on doing that.
0: <laughs>
1: it's crazy isn't are it jr
0: smith he's one of those dudes who no one's ever gonna forget at least who followed 5%. basketball an hour just because of the amount yeah. of memorable moments that guy's had
1: let me hand you everything he's done even the answer.
0: stuff even the stuff off the camera as well like throwing more was it soup yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> like, <laughs> you... <laughs> like at I'm that point it's just like who are you man that's ridiculous <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and the video of him bashing up that dude for um i think it was during protests. the
1: protests yeah
0: the protest, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez>. He's
0: crazy. <laughs> He's so entertaining.
1: Uh, Alright, well, Man. yeah, guys, that brings us to the end of another episode. So thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the official NBA Beancast. Uh, this one is a full, really long one. I'm glad you guys managed to stick through it. But if you guys want to follow us, we're on Instagram. We're, on Face- we're not on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And we're on YouTube. So catch us on all those at NBA Beancast. Guys, if there's anything you want to shout out, go ahead. Uh,
3: um, I'm just calling in now. Um, I think the Lakers will win it all. Oh, there and, we go. Um, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron will go down as the greatest player of all time uh, after his fourth ring with his third team. So that's my call. I don't know how Rahul's going to top that.
0: <laughs> my, my call is I'm still reeling at the fact that I was called Bill Tenby Substitute. I'm sorry about that, man. <laughs> it, 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 it just <laughs> came up while
1: I was speed typing something yeah. into the intro. It's
0: it's really hurt my ego. So um, I'm going to have to recover just like the Houston Rockets, going back to the (laughs) drawing board to um, boost my morale. Because not only has my team been obliterated
1: today, but I've been obliterated. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mate. But thank you very much (laughs) for coming in for this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Catch you later.